the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And it's Groundhog Day. Yes, it is. Punxsutawney Phil uh, crawled out of his little... A hollowed out log, and I believe he did not see his shadow today because uh, the blanket of snow is rather deep in that part of the country. And Lundy, we we actually share something in common with Punxsutawney Phil. I don't know if you realize this. Noah has tracked uh, his success rate over the last ten years, and he is a whopping fifty percent. So identical to really what we are on this podcast when it comes to our picks. I thought you were going to say we had in common the fact that, you know, in the middle of winter, we come stumbling out of our <laughs> hut, uh, kind of overweight, probably don't smell very good, no, just no. looking around like, hey, uh, is it still winter? And then turn around and go back into our house. You know what I'm saying? Because that's really what you and I have in common with Phil. Let's be honest. Yeah, definitely the stench factor. There's a certain musk that you and I own. And <laughs> and I haven't shaved in a while either. And I'm growing hair in unknown places previously that I could grow hair. So, I mean, these are just the downsides of advanced aging and living a quarantine life during the middle of the winter. So, there you go. Uh, Punxsy Tani Phil again at 50% in terms of his accuracy rate here these last 10 years and i tell you what man it could be groundhog day all over again a little early bonus time uh, as i'm gonna work in because we got such a monstrous slate of college basketball games i wanted to, to toss in an extra one we got penn state going to wisconsin and the any lions catching eight and the reason why i say it could be groundhog day all over again because penn state and wisconsin just played in happy valley on saturday and the Nittany Lions won that game by 10. And I'm taking PSU again, plus 8. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win straight up, but I think they're going to be highly competitive here in the rematch in Madison. Penn State is covered in three of their last four games. Uh, this Wisconsin offense not really earning its cheddar in Big Ten play. Number 10 in effective field goal percentage offense. They're only shooting 33.2% beyond the arc. Penn State uh, shooting much better from three, over 35%, and they're generating, uh, generating a ton of second chance opportunities so you know if Hera can go out there he had 17 and 7 in the first match really unstoppable inside and you know bludgeon the Badgers in the post along with Myron Jones dropping three balls he had three of them in the last matchup along with 20 points I think PSU keeps this sucker close are you going to be with me Punxsutawney Uh, Phil on Penn State plus the eight I'm going to I'm going to go with you on this one. Actually, I think Penn State, I don't think they win it, but I do think they keep it close. I I think in terms of a good bonus time pick, this is solid. I'm also looking at some of the over unders in some of these games today as we uh, as we did yesterday Threw that one at everybody yesterday. We hit on that. So these this is a great slate of games, Brad. I'm actually really kind of excited to see uh, some of these games play out today. Let me throw this one at you. What about the over in that Penn State, Wisconsin game? How you feel? How you feeling about the point? total in that one if these two are going to battle back and forth uh, as it sits uh, on the day. I think 138 is where it sits right now. Yeah, Wisconsin's offense has got to wake up. A Penn State, man, they like to run. Uh, they're going to force a quicker tempo. 
Yeah, I could see it. You know, I mean, yeah. they crushed it in the first matchup. I think the 138, although it's going to be a sense of familiarity, and there will be some tweaks and adjustments made, but uh, that is a significant shave off that last total at 138. So, yeah, I could dig the over. I'm with you there. There we go. All right. All right. So, look, if you want to get in on that Penn State-Wisconsin rematch or anything else, you need to do so right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. And you might have heard the 55th big game is this weekend. 55 fools. A game this big deserves a big prize, not just some trophy. To finish off the football season, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all players a no-brainer offer to celebrate football's finale. DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. That's right. All it takes is one TD to be scored Sunday night and Boom! Your money is doubled. Sounds like a no-brainer, right? Uh, as if this game wasn't enough reason to party with double the cash, you'll be celebrating till next season. Don't forget about DraftKings' big game prediction challenge as well with up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs and instant prizes for everyone who enters the contest. So here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN. TN to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. That's all it takes. That's promo code FTN to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday's Sunday night's season finale only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Colorado residents only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. With that, let's get to this Taco Tuesday edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, uh, let's go ahead and dive in a little SEC action and a rematch of a game uh, from a few days ago. Georgia going up against the Auburn Tigers, and I think the uh, the Cats are going to be on the prowl in this one because uh, they have you know been covering machines with Sharif Cooper, the freshman sensation, on the court. They have covered, in fact, in six consecutive games. The last time these two teams battled, it was a 95 to 77 thrashing administered uh, by Auburn. That was Cooper's first game as a collegian, and he went 28 points, 5 rebounds, and 12 dimes in that game, Lundy. Uh, the Tigers uh, collective scored 1.12 points per possession, were 20 of 26 from the free throw line, and forced 18 Georgia turnovers. Now, uh, with Cooper on the court, Auburn's just a completely different animal uh, offensively. 1.079 points per possession scored in SEC play as a collective, uh, partially with and without Cooper. Uh, the Tigers, 53.8% inside the arc, 34.6% outside of it. This game is going to be a NASCAR pace. i got to rev the engine from start to finish, but Georgia scoring just 0.992 points per possession does not have the offensive firepower, uh, nor do they have sticky handles either, turning it over and an obscene 23.1% clip. I think Auburn crushes them again. I'm going to lay the nine here and not even sweat it out. Feed or follow. 
I'm with you on this one, Brad, because of the magic two letters, T-O, turnovers. Yep. Uh, you can't do it at that kind of a pace. Uh, I don't care what level, whether we're talking a mid-major or we're talking SEC basketball. You just cannot do that. You're going to get destroyed by a team that, that knows how to be able to take advantage of that, and I think Auburn does. So the more you wind up with those turnovers, the more you get those easy transition buckets. You spread this out. This becomes a double-digit lead that then Auburn just has to be able to soak away the clock late. I'm hoping that they get it enough into the double digits that if they took their foot off the gas that Georgia doesn't come back and get some kind of crazy backdoor cover on us. But I am with you. I think Auburn can take care of business. The Tigers are going to get frisky. Number four. All right, let's move on to the Big Ten. Let's talk about a couple of teams that have lost back-to-back contests. Michigan State traveling Iowa City to square off against the Hawkeyes. Fran McCaffrey, a pretty terse in his tone after the loss to my University of Illinois fighting Illini squad on Friday. Uh, Hey, so Fran, uh, Jordan Bohannon, why is he struggling? I don't know. Hey, uh, Fran, what do you think of that goaltending call? I don't know. No. I mean, they're just like one word, very short answers. He was pissed off uh, because he expected his Hawkeyes uh, to sneak into Champagne and score the victory. But they're back at home. Again, the last time they were there, inexplicably, they had their worst shooting half of the season against Indiana. That will not be the case against the Spartans, who are struggling and mightily. It's not been a Sparty party by any stretch of the imagination, particularly on offense. As a team that's turning it over at a 19% clip in Big Ten action, they are dead last in the league in terms of adjusted offensive efficiency, netting just 0.916 points per possession. Dead last in the league as well, and two-point percentage D, giving up 50.9%, which is great news for Luca Garza, uh, who's got that magical touch around the 10. Uh, really reliant on the drive and contact game is Michigan State, but Iowa just doesn't foul. Uh, you saw that in the game against Illinois, and that has been the script they have followed for much of the year. So the Hawkeyes, you know, still a finely skilled offensive machine when on. Number two in the nation in overall offensive efficiency, totaling 1.245 points per possession. This is a get-right game for Iowa. They're laying nine and a half, and they could win this thing by 20-plus the way that Michigan State is playing right now. So fade or follow the Hawkeyes laying the chalk. Following big time on this one, we talk about the trends, right? Michigan State's only covered once in their last 11. You wow. already talked about how Iowa was post game. Iowa's pissed off, okay, yep. that they lost to the Illini, and Michigan State is about to feel the wrath of uh, of this one. So you're talking about a Michigan State defense, Brad. I found these stats. They're they're allowing opponents 31.8 from outside the arc, but. 51% from inside yep. the arc. Yep. So Iowa is about to lay the hammer on Michigan State. I am good to go and fully expect the Hawkeyes to win it by double figures. Yeah, Hawkeyes are sure to fly high. Number three. All right, let's go to the NBA, and it's our MonkeyKnifeFight.com Monkey Knife Fight player prop of the day, of course, presented by MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Go there right now. They got all your favorite player props across all of the major sports, uh, whether it's the NBA, the NHL, uh, the NFL, even college basketball. That's right. Look, if you don't have legalized uh, you know, sports books in your jurisdiction, don't worry. You can still play the player props there at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Sign up today. Use the promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN to get a free $5 game of the house. It's just more or less over or under and all the stats that you know. Go there now and have an MKF in good time at monkeyknifefight.com. And let's talk about the clip 
the L.A. Clippers going up against the Brooklyn Nets. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about Kawhi Leonard. No, I'm not going to talk about Paul George. I'm going to talk about kind of an unsung hero here these last handful of games, Reggie Jackson. And he's got to go yard in this one. I'm taking the over on the 12 and a half points. Uh, the product out of BC, I think, is you know going to continue his hot streak. He's been over this total in four of his last five. He's played at least 25 minutes and four consecutive games due to Patrick Beverly's knee concerns. And we don't know if Beverly's going to be back. Even if he is, Ty Lue has come out and said that Jackson has earned more playing time. And you look at the Nets uh, with James Harden, Lundy. They are on pace to have the worst offense of all time or excuse me, defense of all time. Offense, they're on pace to have the best of all time, but it's just the opposite when it comes to defending, which is kind of the M.O. of James Harden. Uh, they've given up 1.212 uh, points per possession in their last three, 1.119 with James Harden on the floor overall, the number 25 in the NBA, and adjusted defensive efficiency. So uh, given Jackson's knack to score, especially from outside, he's made at least two threes uh, in each of his last five games. It's a third-best match up uh, for a ball handler according to the FTN Daily Advanced DVP tool. Pull all this together and Reggie Jackson I think scores 15 plus and again smashes the over on the 12 and a half points. Fade or follow? Defense? What defense? <laughs> what defense it in Brooklyn? Exist. Brad, over the course of the last 10 games they are giving up an average of 123 points yeah. to their opponents. It is ugly. They're also allowing them to shoot just over 47%. This plays perfectly into Jackson uh, with a nice easy number to be able to get over. Yes, he's not a guy that's going to go out and crush it. He's not going to wind up with 35 or anything like that. But if his usage rate stays where it has been, especially as you just said over the course of the last 5 games dropping the dimes from outside as well with the three-pointers. I think if he can continue to do that, 12 and a half points should be easily achievable because God knows Brooklyn ain't going to play defense. No, they are certainly allergic to it. Number two. All right, let's go out west on the late night tip. Let's talk USC uh, traveling to Santa Cruz because that's where Stanford is playing their home games right now. And I'm taking the Cardinal. Uh, plus two in this one, there's a chance that Zaire Williams could be back in action. He was out with personal reasons, uh, attending a funeral. Davis and Willis, meanwhile, both dealing with knee injuries. I doubt that they will return in this game. So Stanford has been shorthanded, but they've still been playing excellent basketball here of late. Uh, lost a close one in Tempe against a desperate Arizona State team. But I think the story of this game is going to be the interior play and who's going to win that battle between Oscar Da Silva versus the Mobley. A Delaire as well for Stanford's really been getting after it in the post. He scored at least 19 points in his last three games. De Silva, meanwhile, averaging 19.5 points per game and 7.3 rebounds per game. The Mobleys are a handful, but De Silva and Delaire, uh, that dynamic duo could neutralize them in the post, maybe get them in foul trouble and get a, a leg up in this contest. You got to keep USC off that offensive glass to generate a second chance opportunity. Impactful play, 36% of the time. But again, Attack inside, get to the line. That is how Stanford pays the Bills. Uh, 24.6% of their points come from the charity stripes. I think Stanford's going to win this thing straight up. We have seen, it's very well documented, uh, SC struggles here of late on the road, like losing against your Oregon State Beavers in Corvallis. So fade or follow Stanford plus two against the Trojans. 
I'm going to follow on this one as well, Brad. And as you said, I wouldn't surprise me at all with Stanford to win this one outright. This game feels like the kind of matchup that Stanford just had, what, 10 days ago against UCLA, the one that went into yeah. overtime that De Silva yeah. hit the shot uh, to win it. Uh, this feels like it could be the same kind of game where we're just we're just seesawing back and forth. I agree that the post play will be huge, especially for the aforementioned De Silva. I, I think this is one that Stanford can win outright, but I definitely feel like this is going to be a game that comes down to the final possession type of thing. The final 30, 35 seconds of this game would not surprise me at all. So I like the idea of catching the points with the Cardinal, even though, yes, it's a it's a home, not home, sort of home, maybe home game uh, <laughs> as they uh, continue to battle uh, with the various rules and regulations in California. But I think Stanford can keep this one going. And you're right. USC, for whatever reason, has not looked good on the road. How you lose to the Beavers? Come on, USC. Give me a break. Yeah, I don't uh, know how they did that either, but. Yeah, I don't. So I'm going to roll with Stanford. Brad, I'll follow you on this one and take the points. Yeah, make some bucks with the Brainiacs. Number one. All right, last and certainly not least, let's talk about another behemoth matchup in the Big 12. We had a fun one last night that was a bit of a rock fight uh, between Texas Tech and Oklahoma. But tonight we got a pair of top 10 teams with the best in the country in action. And the Baylor Bears traveling to Austin. Shaka Smart expected to be on the sidelines, cleared for takeoff after his COVID issues. And this line has come down. It was high as six. It is right now at tape time. Bears minus five, and I'm taking Baylor. Uh, Look, the Bears really sniff out uh, the defensive side of the rock uh, extraordinarily well, giving up just 0.871 points per possession in Big 12 play. Uh, Exceptional as well in the offensive glass, particularly Mark Vidal. They're getting that second chance opportunity on an absurd 38.6% of their possessions. Their drive and kick game is quite lethal with Butler, Mitchell, Mayer, and Flagler. All those guys are shooting at least 44% beyond the arc. Insanity. 44% each of them from downtown. Uh, Texas does have the length. They have the athleticism to try to compete on the boards against Baylor, but you know they've really lagged here, tailed off defensively two of their last three games in which resulted in L's against Texas Tech and the aforementioned Sooners. So they got a match three for three in this game, particularly Coleman, and I don't think they have the firepower to do it. So give me Baylor, minus five. They will stay unblemished on the season and win this thing going away. Fade or follow on the Bears in Austin. You want to know what's fun with this one, Brad, is the line started at six, and I would have taken the Longhorns with a half dozen. But as this starts to creep down, I start to look at some value here on the Baylor Bears. So the fact that it has come down a full point, because I think this actually, I, I, I'm not seeing a blowout. Maybe, maybe I've, you know, maybe I got some blinders on here, but I'm just not seeing the blowout. I do think that Baylor can handle them. But I, Texas, if it had been six, if this line were still at six, I would totally fade you on this. But the fact that it's come down, and who knows, it may come down some more by the time we get to tip-off set for 7 o'clock Eastern uh, tonight. Uh, this may come down a little bit more. So I'm going to follow you, but I'm going to do it somewhat reluctantly. This might be a game that I'd be a little bit more interested in an alt line just because this it, it wouldn't surprise me for this to wind up being a lot closer than we think. 
And maybe one of those money line parlays. They do have a 50% parlay boost available right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, I like it. It should be a nail biter. Definitely must see TV tonight. Baylor and Texas. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Faith and Noise podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. Check out Lundy at Nate Lundy. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And go to FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com, and FTNBets.com. Use that promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S, to score 10% off your subscription today. And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.